Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Portions of the Orders Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. It's 12.34 now, Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Oilers Now, Bob Stoffer with you. Some guests on the show. Receive guest certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Follow Sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. Reminder... Every Wednesday night is date night at Roos Chris, where two can dine for $120. Well, he played a number of years in the NHL, a one-time number two overall pick in the NHL draft because he wanted to be number two and not be number one. Uh, last Oiler to score 50 goals in a season, was the Oiler's assistant coach for a number of years, now the lead analyst for Hockey Night in Canada. We welcome back to the show Craig Simpson. Craig, how are you? I'm good, Bob. How are you? Uh, I'm good. I, we did our uh, mock draft today for Edmonton Oilers uh, TV, OilersTV.com, and yep. uh, that's coming out later today. And uh, I'm heading down to the draft in. Uh, I was at the combine while you're working the Stanley Cup final, and I'm heading to the draft on Tuesday. So uh, well, I heard I heard your pick here with uh, Reed as you were just talking. So you're you're going defenseman all the way, are well, you? I, I put it this way. I I've got, I see it as sort of a top nine. And if any one of those nine guys is available, uh, I would I would certainly be quite happy to get. But I, if they are not in my world, I would have Ty Smith at number ten. But I'd seriously have to consider Barrett Hayton. Uh, Smith's a defenseman of Spokane. Hayton's a center for the Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds. Kind of buried a bit in the lineup. Uh, skilled guy, not quite as thick as Bo Horvat, but similar situation where Horvat was buried a bit in London's lineup in his draft year. Uh, so Hayton's an exciting guy, and I also I like Smith, and I like Smith because he was captain of Team Canada in the U18s. Uh, his teammates loved him. Craig, he's got hockey sense, he's got competitiveness, yeah. and he can skate. And I know he's not the biggest. And by the hey, way, you've come full circle on the size thing. You're no longer uh, got to be six two, got to uh, be six well, three kind of guy. I just, yeah. I just want competitiveness as well, yeah. right? Like, I'm not saying full circle. I'm just. Nope. Oh, there, there was a time the orders were too small, and we'll be addressing that a little bit later on in this conversation. So yeah. we'll see what happens in the draft. Um, and then there's a couple wild cards. There's a Russian kid named Kraftsoff that's a wild card. And even Adam Boquist, a uh, smaller yeah. Swedish right-shot defenseman who doesn't apparently just, defend well. Just for interest in your top ten there, meaning Oilers at ten, how many Europeans, how many uh, North Americans? Uh, Dolan, Svechnikov, uh, Zadina are all uh, Europeans. Uh, though Svechnikov played in... Uh, North he America. was Ontario, yeah, wasn't he, he? Yeah, he is. He has got. He's going to be a rock star. He's got a rock star personality. Yeah. Uh, now you're going to make me go back to the. No, no. I just say it's always interesting. The, you know, the changing years. Some years it's uh, North American driven. There's a uh, great others. You, 
we've seen uh, the the uh, European influence. So yeah, I well, think this, this is a bad draft for the WHL. I mean, yeah. Smith's the only guy that's likely to go in the top fifteen. Yeah. Uh, I, I had just Barry Kakanami from Finland, so I had a a Swede. Yeah. I had a Swede, a Russian, a Czech, and a Finn in the top eight. So. Right. And, and nobody from the WHL in the top nine. Yeah, it's interesting how the ups and downs and trends run. And, you know, you see often guys who are all either uh, yeah, CHL driven or, you know, there's been a few good years where the uh, U.S. college, you've seen now European leagues and things like that. So I think the it's hard to put a real finger in a pulse, isn't it, on where, I mean, I clearly the CHL has the, the most from a development standpoint, but it it is interesting all the different options that are out there for players. Oh yeah, and uh, the the whole U.S. national development program has changed things as well. They do a real yeah. good job with top end kids. They just don't have the same depth of the Canadian system, and and that's part and parcel to uh, the argument for junior hockey. Craig, uh, you've been involved in the game a long time. Okay, have you ever? Seen anything like this story out of Ottawa involving Hoffman and Carlson? No, it was a, it was a, you know, sitting on a what was yesterday Tuesday, a lazy Tuesday in my yeah. office, uh, going over, uh, getting reacquainted, being at home. That was a bit of a shocker to read, and something that, uh, you know, I don't cover Ottawa much, so I hadn't been aware of even rumors or rumblings of things like that. Uh, but obviously, incredibly disturbing. Uh, I think somebody said it, but I think even Bob McKenzie said it best. You know, it's uh, horrifying if it's true, and it's horrifying if it's not true. Because, yeah. you know, to to have it somehow not be true, then you've really got a div- divisive moment for, you know, not just the important players on the team, but the whole family of a team. And that, right. I just think it's absolutely a, a shocking development. and. And one that I'm not sure how you come out of it with any semblance of peace and order within your group. Yeah, well, and that's, I mean, in the story today written by Don Brennan, you know, there may have been a conversation between Carlson and Hoffman out in the parking lot at one point. Like, yeah. just the, the whole thing is so sordid. Um, there, I'll, I'll just go on that for a second. There, there are plenty of times where... As players, you have to deal with some things right. with either your wives or girlfriends that you just say, "Listen, you know, we gotta we gotta get them to move on from this." And typically, the guys are uh, often the last to know even some of the rifts. And you know, I've always said it's it's a tough balance. It's hard enough for players, um, you know, who are battling for jobs. And I, I always said I had a hard time believing that the players who are fighting for ice time, are fighting for a job and a spot in the lineup, can all support each other and get along well. And you'll have many instances where, you know, their spouses or girlfriends are always at risk or, or fighting. So that, that can be disappointing. It, you know, it, it's happened in a number of different teams. There's been many different issues. But this is such a sacred one, too, that when you come from, you know, such a devastating loss of losing a child. Yeah. And, uh, you know, on top of that, this isn't even just your normal he said, she said, or, you know, spat about something. This is goes to just a completely another level. That's why I said it's any way you look at it, if it's if it's not actually her or clearly there have been some words said, let alone the cyber uh, incidences. So, yeah. uh, you know, I, I hate to speculate, but I, I just look at it and go, what a, what a shame. And. 
anybody who's lost a child, you know, before even having them in your arms has got to be one of the most traumatic things I can think of uh, that could happen in my life. Yeah, I just, it just again, to me, I, I just, I'm like, what? Yeah. Like, I just, I, I'm like, rational, and you know what? I mean, I... I see the players' wives once a year at a Christmas party, and they're fantastic. So that's when we do our staff Christmas party. Yeah. And there's like I just and I I don't even want to go down that path in terms of I have empathy for the fact that their husbands you know their husbands are away and things like that, and their you know their their boyfriends are away. I I get it. It's got to be a difficult thing. So I don't like talking about that kind of stuff because I other than to say that you know everybody's got to have a support network built around them. To help them succeed and so i appreciate the people that support in those roles but uh this thing and for ottawa it's just it's one thing after another you know like you got an assist well, this has such a uh, trickle down effect you know I, I i heard you talking earlier and i i can't imagine a scenario where Carl, carlson ever signs back and you know you, you hate to put the onus uh I'm not putting it solely on uh, on the ownership, but uh, I would even argue and go back and say, you know, you look at even the uh, Edmonton ownership group here, did a wonderful job of saving the team and getting yes. the franchise through a bad time. But if you were an Eric Carlson during that time and had an opportunity on, on that with that group and knowing the situation, you wouldn't sign there because you're not a cap team. They, you know, yeah. I, I think you have to realize you're going to be getting huge dollars. And one thing that Mel, uh, Melnick hasn't been able to do, they've always been underfunded. They've always had, you know, a self-imposed cap. So if you're Eric Carlson and looking around, you're not just looking at, well, what can I get here? You're looking and saying, if we're not going to be a cap team, look around the league. How are you going to survive? Vegas is an anomaly because it's just their first year from a cap standpoint, but you have to have an ownership group that's saying, you know, doesn't mean that you're always going to be at, totally at the cap, but you have to know that they're going to be uh, uh, spending and promoting the way that you want to be a winner. And I think the fact that he's such a good player and he's done what he's done, he deserves that opportunity. And I, I can't see any scenario where he signs in Ottawa. I believe that Hoffman's value, again, alleged, that's the word, and it's not even him. It's his fiance alleged, but I, I would have to believe it's cratered. Well, it's such a shame too, because from a from a impactful standpoint, you know, he's always he's always been a guy that you always wonder. Well, he's never been total part of the leadership group. There's been some questions about, you know, is he a little inconsistent? But he is one that can put the puck in the net, and he he can make plays, and he's got a really good finish. So. I would agree with you there. Part of, you know, part of the uh, whole package of a player is, you know, how's he going to integrate with your team? This one, you know, for me, if it, if it is true, I don't know how he handles that. If right. it's not true that his his girlfriend actually didn't, then he's still in a quandary. You know, I, I think yeah. that's what's so upsetting about all this. And I said to you earlier, I I liken it to the. Philadelphia 76ers GM, Jerry Colangelo, who just re resigned because his wife had those burners accounts and was posting bad things about people who opposed him. And, you know, whether that's really true or not or what's the true story, it doesn't matter. It's an unworkable situation. And I, I would say it's pretty much going to be the same thing for Hoffman, uh, depending on how this thing goes through. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, could you take, like, 
Could you take him in on your team? <laughs> well, uh, I think you could you could take him in on another team. Like uh, I just don't know how Ottawa goes. You, you've got right. you know nobody really. It's easier to have a separation and say I'm going to be my own judge of guy. You know, maybe he had nothing to do with it. That's a, your your relationship with your spouse or your girlfriend is really none of my business. So, but when you're in that quote-unquote family group, and that's transpired. Uh, I'm not sure how anybody could stay there comfortably. Do you? No, I don't. And yeah. I agree. I, you know, Craig, there have been... We're not going to name the players' names, but there's a player in a Western Conference team. It's a good organization. They sat him down. He, he had underperformed, uh, and they sat him down about three years ago. Uh, he came from a very unique family background with lots of kids and half-brothers and half-sisters, and they sat him down and they said... If you want to be an NHL player, you're divorcing yourself from your family. Yeah. And he took the advice and has been his career got jump started. Same organization the entire time, but they cared enough about him. Yeah. And they sat him down and they said, You're uh you're we appreciate you come from a unique family, but your family is sinking you and they are holding you back in terms of the growth of your career. And we have to get involved uh, here, and you got to make a decision. If you want to be an NHL player with us, it's us, or it's them. Yep. And we're not, you know, we're we're not talking like the mob or anything like that. <laughs> no, no, no. But we're talking yeah. about a family that has, well, you know. Let's face it; it's part of the it's part of the whole package, and that that's what you know. I even look at the Washington Capitals this year. There was there was something about their group their makeup, the new additions, some younger guys, some guys with a lot to prove, uh, guys from other organizations that have been sort of feeling like they've been crapped on a little bit. And, uh, you know, the Caps didn't start off like the President's Trophy winners like they had before. And so part of that package is, you know, the integration of 23 personalities and, and growing together and learning to trust each other and you know, there's so many factors that are on the ice, but I would say, and you you know it, uh, having been around for a long time, that a lot of it is off the ice too. That that really starts, you know, putting you together as a group, and you start talking about winning. You start talking about each other, how you can be better, and I, I think it's a it's an amazing dynamic. And you've seen the reaction out of Washington of of years of frustration and failure. You can just see the incredible you know emotion of saying oh my gosh this this feels like nothing i've had in my life and i think they all felt that they were a family and they did it together so all these little elements are just killers when you are trying to grow that and build that in your organization craig is it too simple to say winning solves everything you know what i mean (laughs) yeah like I, i mean like when you win you can get over some of these hiccups and hurdles and personality differences between people. Yeah. And and when you lose, everything gets magnified and becomes worse. But that's the razor-thin difference between success and failure. And that that is the difference of sometimes it's an extraordinary performance. Sometimes it's an extraordinary lucky thing that happened to you or a break. Uh, other times it's just the combination of everybody, you know, having one of those career moments or career years or special plays. And, you know, I even, again, doing the finals there, they look back to 
the Capitals were in double overtime against Columbus in Game Three of the playoffs to go down three nothing in the first series, and oh no, here we go again. And you know, Atkinson hit the crossbar, and then later Eller gets an absolutely gift lucky kind of own goal by uh, Wierenski that gets them some life. And you know, here here they are, uh, twenty three games later, hoisting the Stanley Cup. So yes, I mean, the reality is that you. We always say, you know, winning and having those performances, you can you know, hide a lot of mistakes or a lot of warts in your game. But that's the fragility of sport. And what makes it so incredible is, you know, it doesn't matter how badly you want it. There, there's certain elements that have to come together for you to be able to, to achieve it and to get there. So I, just to, I'm going to ask you one quick question about, so in 88, you come into the equation, you guys had a hell of a team. And, yeah, yeah. But 1990 was different, right? Like, I don't know if people expected, you know, you'd lost to the Kings in yep. 89. Were there a couple moments during the course of that 90 run where you sensed that this was your destiny? Yeah, I, I think... Uh couple things prior to it and I've, I've alluded to this before the the all-star break uh, ski trip in the in lake louise was was the starter uh late in the regular season uh, a party at adam graves house adam was so proud that he had just bought a new house and hosted the team there and it was a late night and all the team all the friends all the families and it was another one of those moments where you said some things to teammates that you wouldn't necessarily say in the dressing room and not on an exploding negative way but a really important way like it's 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 bearing yourself as a as a player as a teammate that we need more out of you and this is how we're going to do it together you got to start believing and talking about winning before you can get there and really believe that as a group you're all going to be committed to get there and then you know in the playoffs down three to one uh, I said before, you know, we had a couple of moments there. We we were down three to one in Game Five at home, and I scored to make it three two. Then we scored to tie it up. And I think Mark Lamb scored in, in overtime, and so you know, you have those moments that all of a sudden you're back and you believe. And once we got past Winnipeg, and uh, you know, Yari Curry with a big slap shot goal in Game Six to win it, and then Bill Ranford stopping Dale Howard Chuck on a breakaway in Game Seven. And you go, okay, we're we're ready. And so there's there's a lot of moments along the way, and I, I think that's what makes the journey so special. Is that rarely, you know, I kind of walked into '88 where <laughs> the team was so good and Wayne was so great that I think we lost two games just sort of, I don't know, just for the fun of it. It is like it didn't seem all that <laughs> difficult, <laughs> and that's that's difficult as a as a 21 year old guy in your first playoffs going, wow, all well, this will be easy. Well. It's not easy, and the next year, you know, we lost in seven to the Kings. So there, there's so many little moments that build towards you as a team getting over those moments in the Stanley Cup when you need a big play or you need a big save or you need to score that goal late to tie it or to win it. And, you know, that's what's so amazing. And that's what's so fun for me to be a part of the Stanley Cup final coverage is watching those moments and seeing the way that the guys react to it. Craig, we went 
16 minutes without talking about Milan Lucic. Uh, well, that's fine. I haven't been around. Uh, <laughs> so I haven't talked about Milan at all. Yeah, well, uh, so uh, obviously there's some, uh, there, there's some uh, you know, it's a possibility he could be in play. It's also a distinct possibility that he's back here and he's got to be way better, doesn't he? Yeah, I, I think, you know, uh, again, not knowing uh the intricacies of what the management team's feeling about the coaching staff or even Milan himself. But, you know, I, I think he's one of those people that understands that uh, the onus is on him. At the end of the day, whether you're happy somewhere or not, or uh, whether you're feeling like you've had a bad year because of uh, outside factors or you look inward, you, you have to be better prepared and you have to dig in. And uh, I think that. You know, one thing that he was at least saying at the end of the year, I got to get maybe a little leaner and a little faster. It doesn't mean you're going to completely change your game, but I know, as you and I have talked about, I was not a very fast. Fast didn't come natural. So when I was struggling, the internal uh, gut for me was I got to get in better shape and I got to get stronger and I got to get quicker. And so I think you've had time now. You can absorb some of the criticism you know, you, you you read some and then you leave it and you just put it in your own ballpark that says you got to be ready to be the best player coming in, and that'll give you the best probably chance of getting. If if you, if, I'm not saying he wants to get out, but if you want to get out, that's going to give you the best chance. If the if the Oilers want to get you out, you being in tip top shape and being ready to go is going to give them the best chance. So it's a win win. So to me, the most dif- disappointing thing would be. If camp comes around and he is here, that he's not fired up a little leaner and a little faster and a little more ready to go. Great stuff, Craig. As always, we appreciate your time, and we'll let you spend some time with your family. All right, Bob. Take care. Super. That is Craig Simpson from NHL Hockey and Rogers. 12.55 in Edmonton. We'll take a quick timeout. This is Oilers Now. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports Certificate of Authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca. That's proamsports.ca. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. It's weird being the guy in the studio that doesn't have the fat lip today. Bob Stoffer with Brendan Ulrich. Unfortunately, at my current weight, my face grew into my lips. So uh, I used to get picked on all the time, Brendan, when I was younger. Back when you could do stuff like that, it would be politically incorrect. So you're doing all right? You're yeah, hanging okay. in there? You're playing hurt? I mean, I was bleeding during the game last night, but I still kept playing. <laughs> How many pops did you have before? Like, were you on your, like, your fourth or fifth? Did you? Well, we do a team shotgun before the game, and yeah. uh, I'm usually having another every uh, inning or so. So I remember, uh, I don't know if the Golden Bears still do it, but they used to do what was called a sweep up at Rat before every bus trip. 
And so they go upstairs and have their drink. And uh, when Rob Dom coached the team, so let's say it was a 5 o'clock departure to bus to Saskatoon on a Thursday night. Boys would go up to Rat at like 4.40. And uh, they'd all they'd have their round. And then they'd, you know, go on the bus and go study or go sleep, go whatever. they get on the bus at like 5.01, right? Every single guy that was late, Rob would go, you're late, it's 5.01. You're late. It's five oh one. Like every single player after, so but that was their deal. They did the sweep. So that's uh, and in the late eighties and early nineties, the broadcaster did the sweep with them because that's what you did back then, right? Uh, hey, if you're looking for a fun destination this year, take the kids to Disneyland, the happiest place on earth. Fabulous fun, great food, warm weather. Book now with New West Travel. Your Disneyland California package includes nonstop airfare, four star hotel for seven nights, and a five day attractions pass. For reservations to Disneyland, call the travel experts at New West Travel, 780-432-7446 or book online at newwesttravel.com. 1259 in Edmonton, off to a global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilburn. When we come back, Rob Simpson from the NHL Network to talk about his book, No Heavy Lifting, Globetrotting Adventures of a Sports Media Guy. This is the Winners Now.